This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Now, as a bit of treat, we're in the old pub garden with our good friends at Green King, and we dusted off Great Balls of Fire, the audio version of Fred Truman's first autobiography. And uh, if, if you've not heard it before, you're in for a treat. It's uh, Fred at his Freddest. Yes, isn't it, really? you explain it quite well in the whole thing. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's good. And uh, we had quite a bit of a chat, didn't we? We did. We covered some ground. We had a couple of things we got you involved in, the talk sport listeners. And we also spoke to a world record breaker from the world of uh, fishing. Yeah. Um, he, he'd caught the world's largest stickleback, a fish not generally... Uh, coveted uh, in the world of fishing, but a record's a record, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, we had, we had an Im- Ali, Ali Hamini on Monster Stickle. Ali Hamidi. I don't know who Ali Hamini <laughs> is. Neither <laughs> do I. I should try and listen to Fisherman's Blues. You more should. Carefully. Six o'clock. I, uh, yeah. no, I do yeah. listen to it every week. I know you do, yeah. Yeah, but not for the right reasons. So here it all is then. <laughs> Good afternoon, Paul. And John Norman was right there. It really has been a sort of momentum-shifting morning at Edgbaston. Mm. One minute we've been right on top, then you thought they're coming right back. It's these you, pitch, you agree with Mark John? Butcher's right John there. The these pitch. pitches, oh yeah, these pitches are not good for one-day cricket. That just stopped in the pitch, you know. So this is going to be a low-scoring game, obviously, and it's going to be an exciting game. But it's not really what you envisaged the World Cup was going to be. So uh, there you go. Well, as, we as long it, as we who win, cares who cares what it's going to be? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> good. Um, you've just seen a little bit of transfer news. We're going to talk transfers later on, but you've just seen the news that West Ham are showing an interest in signing Iguain on loan. Would you, you think that's a good idea or a bad <laughs> that's idea? That's a terrible idea. Mm. What, on earth, what on earth do they see? It, what were they watching, the mm. West Ham scouts, in his play last year? I mean, of course he's got that <clears> movement. He's got that thing that made him Higuain and play for the, some of the top clubs in the yeah, world. A couple of the finishes he got Finishing, for you. yeah. Brilliant. But, yeah, but you the know. general play and the pace... Yeah, I mean, he's just not up to the pace of the Premier League. He's not. So, anyway, it's up to them. They want to do that. It could just be a rumour. <coughs> it sounds unlikely to me, but we'll see. Um, Tony Cotley, it's his birthday. Uh, happy oh, yeah. birthday, Tony. I saw the moose um, congratulating him earlier Was on. he in the picture with him? 
Uh, I've seen the picture. No, yes. I said Moose. Was he in the picture? Oh, he was in the oh, picture. Yeah, 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 he normally is, isn't yeah. he? Of course, to be honest. But is, yeah. um, uh, an Evertonian has just tweeted Tony uh, saying, uh, Happy birthday, mate, but my mum's still not forgiven you. Uh, she <laughs> bought me your shirt, Nine Cotty, on the back a week before you left. Oh, dear. And uh, TC has apologised to him. <laughs> but um, I mean, when it's the Moose's it? birthday. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, why didn't... Why, he it's true, he's got of himself, so many celebrity friends. Does he take friends. a photo of himself in the mirror? Well, on his, on his own birthday, <laughs> surely all of his celebrity friends, the many millions of them, <laughs> should send pictures out with him, my good friend Ian, uh, Ian Abraham, <laughs> the Moose's birthday day. Uh, have a great day, my that's friend. It, they don't, it. though, no, do they? they don't, it's no. strange. It's almost like these are kind of almost one-sided friendships. Is, it, is that the sense <laughs> you get, I do, get, I do get the sense of yeah, that. Yeah, just that's a bit unfair, maybe. Well, maybe next year's the year they all... They, maybe it's a, a kind of big landmark birthday, they'll go for that. So if you want to tell us tales of um, investing in, in some kit, yeah, just as someone moved on. The other thing to get you going on this afternoon, fantastic picture uh, we uh, we dug out the other day uh, of a uh, lino who'd forgotten uh, his flag. It was in a Bayern Munich under-19 game and uh, hmm. didn't have his flag with him. So, Andy, uh, what did he do? Uh, Check it he out. Use, what did he he used the corner flag. He used the corner flag. Of course he did, yeah. <laughs> so there he is running. I'll shout the camera too and the boys next door. He's running round, <laughs> clutching the corner flag uh, and using it as a flag. So again, if you've turned up to do any sport, forgotten something and had to improvise, tell us uh, how you did it. There was a corker once. There was a kind of some guys telling us about a Sunday morning cup match they had and their star player forgot his boots and played in a pair of brown slip-on shoes. <laughs> That's not <laughs> ideal, great, is it? I mean, I think he was a good enough player to ride it. <laughs> but, um, you can stay on your feet, yeah. you, really? And there was another one there. They, they, forgot, um, they forgot the oranges for half-time. And uh, well, a bloke said we didn't have anything. Oh, then so one of the boys said, "I got some of my mum's rock cakes." <laughs> rock <laughs> cakes. <laughs> Why so refreshing? That'll sort us out. So I think one or two of them had some because there was a bit yeah. of sugar in it. But uh, yeah, a bit, a bit, a bit cloying. I would imagine. Plenty of water. Be but like anyway, the, be like the Coney Island hot dog thing. Now a bull, a bull got loose at the Great. Let York. me just give the details oh, yeah. out. So uh, you've forgot if you've turned up to do sport or somebody you know turned up to do sport and forgot piece of equipment how did they improvise that lino in the Bayern under 19 game uh, waving the corner flag talksport.com forward slash H&J text to 81089 or tweet to TSH&J Andy a ball got loose at the Harrogate uh, Great Yorkshire show yes, oh, yeah. I was wondering if you've been watching Pamploma on YouTube could have been the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talksport you see those pictures of John Burkow again at Wimbledon he's oh, yeah. a real Federer fanboy not much he's, he's got quite Federer top really. on hasn't he he's still wearing that terrible shirt it looks like he's been sleeping in it look at it no, well, his own, it's, it's his Roger Federer I, know, um, I get the idea but he could have you know. washed it before he went <laughs> Really? <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure he did. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Now, uh, when I was a kid, you'd go down the brook sometimes with a jam jar when I was very young. Yeah. And uh, I was explaining this to the kids and uh, in, who worked with us, and they said, that sounds bleak. So, well, you know, we didn't have PlayStations. <laughs> it was something that was worse for Andy. During the Blitz, he was just kind of climbing across bomb sites most of the day. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, yeah, you'd go down the brook and you'd, uh, you'd catch a little stickleback. You know, and you put yeah. it in the jam jar, you watch it for a bit, you put it back. Oh, you put it back? Well, yeah, it's catch and release, mate. Oh, well, course, well, yeah. I'm not going to do um, you do things like that. Now, the stickleback's very, it's quite quite a small fish, if I remember rightly. That's right, normally, yeah. yeah. But not so, because there is a monster stickleback uh, that our next guest has caught. Um, 
It's three inches long. Um, and uh, joining us now, angler Matt Faulkner. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon. Yeah, so did, did, did that sound about right, that description of how you generally uh, catch stickleback? Absolutely, yes. Uh, very fun childhood memories of the jam jar and the little net down the local brook. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So th when you fished this, uh, this this one out, did you think, well, uh, did you even have an idea of what sort of species it was? Yeah, I mean, I knew, I knew it was a stickleback again from reminiscent from childhood uh, sort of memories, but uh, and I thought it was a big one, but didn't sort of comprehend how big until my colleague who was with me, Jack, uh, sort of pointed out that it was a monster as far as sticklebacks go. Yeah, and uh, was it one of your mates that said to you, "Look, don't throw that back." That you just said, that. "Oh yeah, sorry." Because <laughs> exactly the producer, I do apologise. The producer was in my ear. Oh, okay, I didn't fair hear. I do apologise. So um, it, it, this was—I mean, it wasn't an eater, was it, Matt? I take it it was. It was, it was uh, catch and release. Yep, yep. Uh, it went back into the pond, so uh, it may turn up again uh, in the future. Um, hopefully, not a, a bigger weight. That would be uh, disappointing. Yeah. yeah. So when you weighed it, uh, you weighed it with a pound coin. You haven't said that yeah. already, have you? No, he hasn't said that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, to, to get some idea of how big it was, I had laptops home, so I only lived close to pick up some kitchen scales that, that weighed a sort of smaller units, and uh, we weighed it at nine grams. And as a, as a reference point, did some quick internet search, so well, a pound coin weighs about nine grams, so we know it is relatively accurate. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that was, that was uh, what we did, so it weighs about the same as a pound coin. The, the previous record was two kilograms. British record, two kilograms for a stickleback. This one's nine kilograms. So, effectively, it's like catching uh, a 20-foot great, great, sorry, great white, and it's about 120-foot <laughs> long, isn't it, really? Uh, yes, yeah. So, uh, it, uh, uh, seven grams, the previous record, which has been held for about 21 years. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, this one, this one, uh, beats by, by a good two grams. <laughs> So the producer has added the Jaws music <laughs> to it, chat about sticklebacks. It's fair enough, really. Was it a struggle? Did they say get out the water? <laughs> I mean, although there could be a film, couldn't there, called Stickleback, exclamation <laughs> mark. Because, uh, you know, you go down the brook and then maybe it's uh, somebody throws a piranha away, part piranha, part stickleback, a mutant strain of giant sticklebacks that, uh, you know, that have your feet off within about three seconds of uh, going down the brook with your jam jar. It's a bit worrying, isn't it? Really? Well, that, that, if that's the case, then we are going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> We've got some lines. The producer just given us we're going to need a bigger jar. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's true. So, uh, well, it's fantastic. So, uh, you are in the record books, Matt. This is brilliant. Not Probably not for the one you necessarily wanted or expected, but you are in the record books now. Well, we're, we're waiting for verification. Uh, it's all been sent over. So, uh, there is quite a lot of uh, red tape to go through because the British Record Press Committee you don't take things lightly. Uh, when these things submitted, so uh, I am I am waiting with with bated breath, as they say. What are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but does it feel special? I mean, what, what do you normally fish for? Are you, what are you sort of carp fishermen, or what do you normally do? Uh, a bit, a bit of an all-rounder, um, just for the general course fish with this sort of tactics, um, which is how I caught this one. Um, yeah. And, um, yeah, he, he turned up on a, on a quite a, a quiet tent fishing session, um, and yeah, it was. Yeah, you know, I've been I've been mocked by my colleagues on social media for for, for you know the mini marvel, um, but uh, yeah, it's oh, I generally all round and enjoy catching everything, and so this one is uh, is quite pleasing. Yeah. I, I never thought I would uh, <laughs> potentially go into the record books.
It's yeah. great because well, I'm it, sure Nigel Botherway will be in touch because uh, he loves a record. He's thinking to a bloke who caught the record carp on Sunday. Yeah, I think, I think he probably will like this story. Pounds, I think. But it's a bit, I suppose, getting to number one with a novelty record, isn't it? It's like you've, you've, yeah. you're in that, with no disrespect, it's great you're in the books, but it's like spending ten weeks at number one with Shut Up Your Face. <laughs> it is. It's <laughs> the fishing equivalent of, but it's great. It's great. It's, you're, they may, if they may poo-poo your friends, but they're not in the uh, angling uh, sort of uh, role of honour, and you are, Matt. So well done. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. No problem. There we are. Uh, Matt Fortner there, the angler who caught the uh, records. St- two two grams, nine grams was uh, Matt's mm. one. That's uh, a mutant strain. And what's going on down that brook? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Feeling more confident? A little bit more confident. Our producer wants me to sing a, a, a fan song that I've come up with for Berendorf. <laughs> he wants me to sing it in this style. Okay. Berendorf, oh Berendorf. I don't know why he just wanted me to sing that. Really? Because he likes making a fool of you. <laughs> you should really be questioning his motives before you do things like that. I agree with you. If you wanted you to sing the complete works of the Doolies, you wouldn't do it, would you? No, not really, no. <clears throat> now, uh, we asked you earlier on, we we, uh, we discussing uh, the under-19s Bayern Munich linesman who turned up to do a game, assistant referee. Yeah. In this case, it was a man. Mm. And uh, he forgot his uh, normal flag, so he just worked with one of the corner flags. So there he's basically yeah. running the line with a pole with a Bayern Munich flag <laughs> yeah. on the end yeah. of it. So you had to improvise. Sometimes you, you do sport, you forget something, you have to improvise. Wasn't there a well-known jazz man that did that one time? <laughs> what was that? Kenny Ball. Oh, Kenny Ball, yeah, that's right, yes. He forgot his trumpet. Oh, Kenny, but it's a long story. Um, it's the Kenny Ball story. It's the Kenny Ball story, and we're still here. Um, so, a um, couple of people have improvised with uh, the um, shin pads. Uh, for example, Kelly in Bedford, Sunday League gamekeeper, forgot his shin pads. He used a bit of old carpet off-cuts he had in the back of his van. That's that right, nice. Yeah. Just you better run up for a penalty and you spot a bit of... Uh, Wilton. Spot a bit of Wilton uh, above the sock line. Um, this one comes, didn't put his 
name on it. I turned up for a university football match, forgot the shin pads, went to the car, old textbook, ripped in half, straight down the socks. Uh, away from shin pads. Uh, I'd love to see how this... If only we had photographic evidence of this, Neil. Not that I don't believe you, I'd just like to see the picture. We were playing in the Hendon Sunday League and we only had one net. So the ref used one of our subs as a human net. <laughs> we had very kind of long arms. I mean, that sounds like, was it? Uh, yeah, the, sort of the Legion of Daft Heroes, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. How would that work? Can come back the to the human the, net. The, the man human they call the human worked. net. Avengers. <coughs> Excuse me. Yes. Um, mm. So that's not a bad one. Uh, John, our football manager, says uh, Dean, uh, forgot the pegs for the nets. Um, he left. He came back half an hour later with a set of knives and forks he'd bought from the shop <laughs> The Range. <laughs> Never forgotten and always reminded of uh, every season uh, AFC Broadwater. Dean, thank you very much for that. And uh, another one of these, a friend playing for our local football team, forgot his goalkeeper kit. Before kick-off, the ref allowed him to go home to grab it. He forgot his house key. On the washing line, luckily, was his wetsuit, which he brought along, and the ref allowed him to wear it and play in goal <laughs> in his wetsuit. That's uh, from John. John. That's good. Right, last night, mm. I, uh, as you know, um, you know, Burton, maybe the listeners know as well, since the season ended, I've, I've been sort of drawing. I've been taking up drawing. I've got drawing. 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 And painting. I've got quite into it. Oh, and yeah. I've, I've sort of like... Quite prolific, really. I've produced a lot of stuff. Mm. Uh, but last night, I was, very t- I was tired when I got home. I thought, you know what, I'll have a night off. Have a night off. Didn't pick, yeah. get the old easel. Let's have a night off, OK? Well, I haven't got an easel. I just didn't want to take it. haven't got an easel? I haven't got an easel. OK. I'm not that... I'm not professional. Oh, OK. <laughs> and I thought... And, and so I, I didn't do it. And then I suddenly got a bit panicky and I thought... What happens if this is it? That was the that that was that golden period. You've lost the kind of and the, the next time the I go and do it because I gone, kept saying it? to you every time I finish one, I can't even believe I've done it. I look at it and think, Who, who's done that? It's like you're possessed by maybe yeah. you're possessed by the spirit of a great artist. Well, this is it. So I was thinking, oh, what do you mean this is it? Well, I was thinking, this is, <laughs> oh yeah, this is it. Yeah, I, I think it is. Of course, that's exactly what because, it is. Well, I've shown yeah. absolutely zero talent for this yeah. prior to this period. And suddenly, I don't know, people seem to like them. So, you know, I've been yeah. eating you like them. That's a miracle. I think they're good. They are. They're excellent. Yeah. There was one you showed me the other day of the, the, the truck in it, the red truck. Yeah. And it's it's very expertly done. Well, I you. say they are of the naive school, but the the colours are good. And I mean, well, I know they, they, they're, they're very good. They are good. Well, I was thinking, what I was thinking was, if, if this was it, I could imagine that uh, one, I sort of had this scenario. I was imagining one of my pictures being discussed on Antiques Roadshow 2000 and. 2119. 2119. With a 155-year-old Fiona Bruce. <laughs> and the would have taken it on by then. And the expert gets very excited. He says, I've, I've been waiting for one of these to come along. It's a Jacobs. It's, it's a, Jacobs. a late... Just, just be, before he passed. Some of his <laughs> final, final bits of work. He only produced 20 of these original artworks. And yeah. uh, they're now on show. The family kept the original collection together and it's now on show at the Hawksby and Jacobs Museum. Oh, what a blimey. You really did inhabit that, didn't you? I do like that. He, he did meet a rather bizarre end. When I played a game of cricket, it was hit for six sixes by the Moose, Ian, Ebr- Ian Abrahams, and had a heart attack and died on the spot. But it's what he would have wanted. So what is in the Hawksby and Jacobs Museum? I thought this would be... An what is in the challenge. Hawksby and Jacobs Museum? <laughs> you know, the, the idea that they devote a museum to us in a hundred yeah. years' time. Yeah. Well, obviously, we'd have to have gone. So, and probably, you know, well, it's a pretty. I mean, how much red wine and chocolate we eat? 
or sausage rolls. I think we'll be gone in 100 years. We will be well yeah. gone. Yeah. Little nip of whiskey every day, that should keep us going. So what's in the... I mean, you know, I think you're tempting fate, asking the listeners, what's in the Oxby and Jacobs uh, Museum? Uh, Talksport.com, text 8189 to 8 TSH&J. Um, and tonight, there's yeah. a programme... I know it's the programme on tonight at 9 o'clock about sort of insomnia and various problems like that called why can't we sleep and i was thinking surely it should be on at 2 a.m you don't put it on at night well, you're gonna get a bigger audience aren't <laughs> you, you? Would. If it's a show for insomniacs put it on about three in the morning <laughs> probably get the same audience as the uh, england usa football match the other night <laughs> wouldn't you probably, yeah. uh, just uh, i think you might like this one andy yeah. this was a letter um by uh, from west morling in kent to the uh, telegraph Sir, it's mm. posh, posh letter. It mm. said, It is astonishing that spectators who open champagne bottles at Wimbledon do so with a vulgar pop. Uh, I was always taught that the noise should be no more than that of a dowager's wind. <laughs> a dowager's wind. Well, a little... Like that, well, that's what they're claiming. That's from David yes. Nunn, or Blue, it's as his quite, name is dressing room. It's quite hard. But I had a couple of quid on Dowager's Wind in the 2.30 yesterday <laughs> afternoon it came in, yeah. yeah yesterday was such a classic day for people who don't like sport yeah. uh, at Wimbledon. I always say sport for people who don't like sport. Dame Shirley Bassey, oh yeah, she loves a bit of rugby league. She was there. Twiggy. She's a big uh, athletics fan. So all the Fiona Bruce. Uh, uh, she likes National League. She's a big fan a of the National A stadium full League. of people who don't like sport. <laughs> yeah. at the sport. Okay. That's what it is. Um, Charlie the Cabby says, my dog follows uh, Andy on Instagram and he loves his paintings. Oh, that's nice. That's nice, isn't it? You Thanks could, very much. Soothing the savage beast. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yes. There'll be one painting you'll do one day and the dog will go... <laughs> <laughs> so you just don't work in that style again. Uh, during the 80s, forgetting kit, I left my shin guards at home for a school football match and ended up using Come and, the Come and Praise Hymn books. It says, <laughs> boy, you're going to go to hell now, Scott. That's a terrible thing That's you did. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Is it Morris Dancers? Oh, it's Morris Dancers, yeah, you know. Uh, <laughs> they didn't last Jody long, Morris did they? Dancers. The Jodie Morris Dancers. Very big round Chelsea way <laughs> in the uh, pub garden. Hmm. What else is going on in the pub garden, he said, calling for another special effect <laughs> of some kind. Anything else? Order! Oh, it's him. Is Roger Federer playing in the pub garden? It's the only way you'd get him a turn out, isn't it? Unless we gave him free tickets. He's wearing a, a Johnny Bairstow shirt. Now, We've been playing games uh, in this section over the last few weeks, some of the old games that we would have played uh, over the years on the show. And one thing we also did on the show over the years, oh, here we go, was uh, to dig into right. the archives, and, and it's a cassette tape, believe it or not. I don't yes. think it's the CD mm. of Great Balls of Fire. Uh, Freddie Truman, the great demon fast bowler, Freddie Truman, England and Yorkshire. He made a, it was a kind of, Autobiography that he did the audio recording of. Yeah, he insisted on doing it himself, did Fred. Yeah, great um, album. Yeah. I mean, I've read the book, actually. I've yeah. got the book. Is this the, is this the version that's a bit warped? I don't think so. I think, I think maybe we... Because we had one that was... I know I old game. Yeah, it's been digitised, oh, you know, our, our boffins. Right uh, I think George Martin did it, sadly, back in the day before we <laughs> lost him. But anyway, um, sadly, Fred's no longer with us. Um, but let's uh, revel in the great uh, Fred Truman. And this was the little mantra, the beginning... Uh, that we would always play before uh, Fred told us one of his uh, many yarns. So let's get a bit of a flavour for the man. I'm always ready to coach anybody from international to schoolboy mm. cricketers because I feel an obligation to do, do so. so. In spite of all my troubles, I know I owe the game of cricket a great deal and I'm willing to put something back. 
Good man, Fred. Yeah, I think I don't think a day goes by where I don't use the expression. I know I owe the game. Yeah, I do. I say. I think I say that every single day of my life. I don't do you, know. It's what. your mantra. But I've got an obligation to Gattuso. That's it. The that's former it. AC Milan manager. As you changed it. So anyway, uh, you've got to come on to some of Fred's troubles uh, in a moment. But before that, um, he was an interesting guy, wasn't he? He would he would try different things, and one of the things he, mm. he just tried decided to try his hand at um, was stand up comedy. And this is what this is what happened. At the beginning, I was game for anything. And I found my name leaping out of the headlines again in 1969 when I went on the board as a nightclub comedian. I had no ambition in that direction, really. I did it because I accepted a silly bet made when I was in a club in the Northeast listening to a pretty poor comedian. <laughs> I asked the owner what he was paying the man and was amazed when he said... £250 a week. Oh. So I said it was a damn good living for nothing because the stories he were telling were so old and badly delivered into the bargain. <laughs> I love that someone badly who overheard me like said, a cricket ball. Do you think you could do a week up there in front of a crowd like this? I've always found challenges hard to refuse. Oh, yeah. So I put a bold face on and said, Yes, piece of cake. Piece and the of bet cake was struck. For some reason. I approached the Lipthorpe brothers who owned the Fiesta clubs at Sheffield and Stockton. Nice. And they were willing to let me do a week. They paid me a bit of brass, too. And I had a marvellous time. They thought of a great idea to present me to the audience. Projecting a film of me bowling at the audience on a paper screen. And at just the right moment, I burst through, leaving the screen in shreds. It shook them rigid the first night. Especially I went away and bowled a cricket ball. Yeah. Up my own original jokes, as well as tell them properly. Mm. I kept it up seven nights a week for nearly a month before I realised that much though I enjoyed it, I had more important things to do. To be truthful, I got fed up with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to ring the Lipthorpe brothers. Yeah, see if they can get you a gig. Yeah, yeah that's 250 it. Yeah, quid yeah. a week sounds like good money, that. Pace of cake. <laughs> was. So there we are. But it wasn't all uh, fun and games. Oh. Um, Fred admits to uh, dalliances, really. Uh, it was a lonely life on the road for a, a young uh, cricketer, uh, as we discovered. If things were going better for me on the cricket field at the end of the 50s, they certainly weren't at home. In fact, my marriage was beginning to break up. Oh. On reflection, I suppose it was inevitable. I met Enid in 1951 at a cocktail party given by her father, who was the mayor of the Scarborough at the time. We married in 1955 and set up a house in West Ayton, outside Scarborough. The first five years or so passed by happily enough. I worked hard at trying to make the marriage a good one. I believed in family life and had been raised to regard marriage as a contract for life. True. There was nothing I could do about it, being away from home when we travelled to play other counties. But it was. And the six-month tours abroad placed a tremendous strain on our relationship. Yeah. Cricketers are human. When you're used to a healthy, marital relationship, it's more than flesh and blood can stand <laughs> to go without sex for six whole months. Steady on, Fred. <laughs> Don't I? Enid never accused me of sleeping with other women on the tours, but she was an intelligent woman and must have known that I had had the odd bird. <laughs> That's the other thing I say every day. <laughs> the odd bird. I had the odd bird. Well, it, it, it did get worse from Fred's point oh, of view yeah. and then and yeah. this is how it transpired. I was upset and disappointed at the time, but I can understand now just how fed up she must have felt. Would have taken an angel to enjoy being my wife at that time. The rows and scenes got worse and worse, until I frequently left the house and spent the night in my car. There was one notable occasion in 1961 when I was playing against the Australians at Headingley. And on the Saturday afternoon, 
I had had six wickets for one run spell in less than an hour to put them all out. The press were calling it the finest piece of pace bowling ever seen in a test. Of course they were. I wondered to myself what they would have thought if they had known I'd spent the previous night in the back of my car in a Leeds car park with an overcoat for a blanket, arriving at the ground before anyone else so that I could have a wash and shave. For a long time, my address was often the car, Yorkshire Dales. <laughs> Sorry. That's what Jimmy Anderson should do before the first test match. What? Spend the night in the car. Sleep the night in the car. He takes six for one. Yeah, that's not good. He's, He's back of killing him, wouldn't he, the following morning? <laughs> so, um, now Fred, as, as you're aware of, probably, if you, if you know anything about his career, he, he would have issues sometimes with officials. Yes. Uh, in the game, he wouldn't. He wouldn't uh, stand any nonsense <laughs> from people, and uh, he certainly had a few issues with umpires. We had the usual upsets with the West Indian umpires, a strange breed of animal umpires. In Britain, we have the finest in the world because they are practically full-time professionals. In Australia, I found they could go either way. In India, they were terrible. But in the West Indies, they have the worst in the world. Blimey, For example, gosh. in one match, I managed to find a wet spot and made the ball rear up. It hit one batsman a real crack on his glove and the catch was taken at short leg. But the umpire turned the appeal down and when I protested, he said the ball had struck his thigh pad. I told him that you don't normally find a thigh pad in front of a man's throat and pointed to the batsman who had taken off his glove to inspect the damage to his hand. A, a thigh pad, isn't it? In Yorkshire, isn't that a uh, thigh pad? Is that, uh, is it thigh pad pro or thigh pad air? Uh, yeah. Next to your thigh form. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, well, look, Fred, uh, you know, he, he dealt with it yeah. in that situation uh, in, the, in the manner you would fully expect. Oh, yeah. This man was being so blasé into the bargain that I was really furious. And I'm afraid I hit him in the mouth and he had to be carried off. There we are. <laughs> Something else you say every It'd be day. A red card now, really, wouldn't it? <laughs> Probably would be. So there we are. A bit of uh, a bit of from the archives, some great balls of fire. I think the CD or the cassette is probably out there somewhere in a in a in a Sue Ryder shop near you. You might be able to find it. It's uh, it's classic right. stuff. And and he was books a great read. A wonderful bowler. Oh God, not that. much. The most Amazing. beautiful action. If you get a chance to have a look on YouTube, almost the perfect action. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4pm on TalkSport. There we are. Yes. Uh, that was this afternoon's show. We'll return tomorrow when, all being well, we'll speak to one of the great, Steve War, Australian. Well, it'll be good to speak to him if England win, won't it? <laughs> of course, if we lose, we I think you may find the line will drop. But uh, anyway, we'll be uh, and it, yeah, we will be catching up with uh, hopefully Steve War tomorrow. Clips of the week and all that. Till then, have a fine evening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to eighty percent less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack 
for free shipping and 365-day returns.